Comic Book Tales is an immersive comic book experience for the new or lapsed comic book fan. I take a closer look at the comics that shaped my childhood and influenced my adulthood. Comic books are an amazing entry into another world and even provide the pictures to complete the fantasy. Join me for a new Comic Book Tales adventure. Hello and welcome to another issue of Comic Book Tales. Today I want to talk about the nerd's uh, dilemma. Um, when a nerd, I don't say, I use that, I, I shouldn't even use the word nerd, geek. Uh, let's just say a modern person who likes comic books. When a comic book fan hears about a movie, um, their hope usually is that that movie will adhere closely to uh, the comic world, um, the source material, as it were. And I've talked about this a little bit in the past, but I think it bears repeating because we're going to see more and more movies, um, at least the DC Universe and the Marvel Universe have talked about expanded uh, universes into less known characters. <laughs> and I said knowing that Marvel started out with less known characters to start their Marvel Cinematic Universe. But they're going to get into characters that certainly most people don't know, but the the high geek probably does and will be disappointed when they find out that they're not going to source exactly the same. Like Captain Marvel. The female Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers, probably will not have an origin story that mirrors exactly what happened in the comics. I don't know that. I'm just guessing they're going to modernize that that story because to give her origin story, you'd have to introduce the original Captain Marvel, the Kree warrior. And I don't think they're going to do that, uh, maybe in flashbacks, but it's not going to be that way. She's going to get her powers some other way. And I'm not sure exactly how they're going to do it. So we'll have to wait and see for a couple more years. But I think that's where the, um, the comic book fan or the fanatic is going to get a little up, up in arms. And I would repeat, you want the character to maintain some semblance of the comic book character but it has to be artistically expanded to include more, to draw in more people because you want these movies to be successful. And if they're not successful, they're not going to be any more of these movies. So that's important when you, when you look at that character. It can't be too specific because there's things that just don't translate. We've talked about this in the past. Some things don't translate. Costume colors don't translate necessarily from the pages to the real world. They look ridiculous. Um, I would give you – I didn't love Captain America's costume in the first Avengers movie. It, the blue was wrong. It just didn't fit right for me. It was too – it looked like spandex, and I didn't like it. So that's just me. It, it just looks stupid. It got better in The Winter Soldier. Uh, we'll see what it looks like in Civil War, but it just didn't look right in the first Avengers movie, and I think that was – a nod from Joss Whedon to say, Hey, look how hokey this looks. This looks like ridiculous. I think that's where you have to be very careful. And I think there has to be some gem of standardization for these people. Everything, every character has their essence. If you boil down each character's origin and their history to their essence, that's what has to come across in the movie. It doesn't have to be exactly the same. It doesn't have to be exactly correct in all aspects, but if you if you just kind of let your mind wander a little bit and think about the Hulk, uh, Gamma Bomb blows up, he gets radiated. As long as we got that, we're probably okay. We're probably okay with how that works. And that's all that really matters in the end. Does it matter that Rick Jones was there? No. 
Does it matter that he was gray first? No. Does it matter that he was a rampaging, mindless freak? Not really. It matters that you get the essence of the character. You know, same thing with Iron Man. Iron Man was created in the Vietnam era. So he created his first armor in Vietnam, captured by a warlord in Vietnam. Not Afghanistan, but that was okay for the movie. It worked. It didn't matter. We weren't, you shouldn't have gotten caught up. I'm not saying it didn't matter to some people. It mattered to some people, but you shouldn't get caught up in that because it doesn't matter enough to get all bent out of shape about it because you got the universe kickstarted at that point, and that's what you wanted in the first place. So we need to make sure that we get the basic essence of that character and then expand upon it. Expand upon it so that we can have a much richer, fuller universe of characters. And if we can't do that, then we're stuck. Then we're stuck with, you know, some routine. Yeah, it's a retelling of what you already know. And yeah, it's moving pictures, so that makes it a little nicer. But it's not good. It's a moving. We don't want to see the retelling of Batman from 1939. I don't. If you do, that's great. You're unique. I don't. I know the story. I can read the comic books. I don't need to read the retelling of that word, panel for panel, word for word. It doesn't do it for me. If you're that much of a stickler, that much OCD about everything has to be exactly the same, then maybe some of these movies aren't for you and you're not going to be happy and don't diminish the joy for everybody else. Now, if the... If the uh, <laughs> If the creators go way off, like last year's Fantastic Four movie, maybe you have more to criticize. That was that was bizarre to be bizarre. It, it it was a totally different take on the origin of Fantastic Four, and I don't think it worked. And I think critics didn't think it worked, and I think the audiences didn't think it worked. So it didn't work. If you can't get critics behind it, okay, that's fine. You can still get money. If you can't get the money behind it, it doesn't matter. And truly, that's what matters at the end. These studios want to make money. They're going to do what's going to make them money. If if retelling the story word for word makes them money, that's what they'll do. If expanding it makes them money, that's what they'll do. The critics can love it. If the people don't come out and pay money to see it, it doesn't matter. So you should never – these companies should never make a movie that the critics love only. The critics can love it, and it can be commercially successful. But commercially successful is what they're looking for. Critically acclaimed, comic book movies aren't looking for um, Academy Awards, typically. You're, they're not made for Academy Awards season. They're made to make money, period. If they don't make money, then they're a failure. Doesn't They could win 12 awards, which they're not going to. But they could, and it's not going to be a success because they didn't make money. Because these are big budget movies. They cost a lot to make, and they expect to make a lot of money in return. Academy Award movies typically are movies that are made on smaller budgets that are more actor-driven and therefore recognized by the Academy as being noteworthy of being awarded. That's not You might get in cinematography in some of these things. You might get in special effects because those were added, but you're not going to get it for acting. Nobody, nobody looks at sci-fi movies or comic book movies and says, wow, that was a great acting performance. Nobody looks at that. Nobody thinks that when they're looking at award season. So they do it for the money. The actors do it for the money. They don't do it for the awards. The studios do it for the money. They don't do it for the awards. So keeping it real, as you like to say, keeping it real, keeping it tight makes them more money. That's what they'll do. If it makes them less money, they're going to expand upon it. And if they get their hands slapped because they went too far afield, 
then you're going to you're going to come back to the fold or they're not going to make those movies. So we'll see if Fox makes another Fantastic 4. I have my doubts that there's going to be a sequel to the one they just made. Maybe they'll try to reboot it again. Uh, maybe they'll go back to Marvel like Sony did and say, hey, maybe could you help us with this? Because obviously we don't understand this property and we need your help to make it successful. So that's all I had to say about that. But I just want to be clear that some people get all bent out of shape because these movies don't adhere exclusively to what I expect them to be. And they're not going to. And they shouldn't. They should not. Let me be very clear on that. They should not adhere 100% to the comic books. And, I, and when I was younger, I felt they should. And I got disappointed when they weren't. And I missed the good stories being told. I missed the positive direction these movies went. I missed the fact that these could expand into more movies. If it adhered directly, it probably wouldn't have been as successful and therefore probably not have been sequels or additional movies in that genre. So keep that in mind when you're critical of these movies. They have to tell a good story, and I think that's the key part. And they have to give you the genesis of the character and the essence of that character. And if they do that, you should be happy. That's all you need. That's all you should get. That's all you should be caring about. And let them tell a good story, if they can. And if they can't, then you can be critical of it. It's still a story-driven medium at the end of the day. So that's all I have for today. Uh, Please give me your thoughts, your questions at Comic Book Tales on Twitter. Um, comicbooktales.com on the internet or hannatreeproductions.com on the internet and I look forward to hearing from you again and um, talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs>